No, it's this mic here. Well, well, it's not in your bulletin, but um, I did arrive at um, the sort of title for this morning, um, and I've got and I've arrived at two sermons, and I don't know which one I'm going to choose yet because I gave them the title: "Who are we really, number one, and who are we really, number two? But we'll see how we go. Um, Just over the last few weeks, talking with one or two people, um, a couple of things have sort of led me to come to this this morning to ask the question, who are we really? Um, at least two people said that they felt that their past experience of church had kept them away from God. One of them said, I felt there was like a brick wall between me and God. That was their experience of church. Another thing is, um, we had a question a few weeks ago um, when we were talking about healing, and the question was, why don't we see healings? Why aren't we able to heal? And I sort of feel one of those re reasons is that there's so much more God has for us and given us that we can explore and find. And we just need to ask that question continually, who are we, really? We could say that from just a community aspect or a world aspect. You know, we're in this world and, and say, what is my importance in, this, in the whole scheme of things? Where do I fit in? And some people really struggle with that, not only in life generally, but especially within the church. What am I doing here? What is my role? Um, I just wish I could be like that person, or I, I just wish I could be as fluent as they are. It just doesn't come to me. Then you get sort of negative aspects of comments when people want to say something and they'll start by beginning saying, well, I'm not really good at this. Or, this is new to me, and it may be. But they sort of qualify what they're going to do with a negative aspect. And none of these things are really helpful in the end. Another thing is that... and, and um, I did talk to Margaret about it. She, uh, she kept on in her prayers, keep saying, we're so unworthy. There is a truth about that as people before God. But when we consider what Jesus has done for us and at what lengths he did and why he did it, that makes a statement that you're the most precious thing to him. A person... You and me, whoever we are, we are the most precious thing to him. Otherwise, he would have never have done what he did. What he's saying to you, you're worth suffering for. You're worth all that I did, all that I went through on the cross. You're worth it all. And I think we need to hold that 
that sort of thing in, in, in truth of Scripture and not talk in the past, but talk in the present. And say, thank you, God, for showing me that I'm the most worthy person that could ever be. And I think we need to move away from those statements that are negative in that sense. Um, you know, sort of comparing ourselves with other people. <clears throat> because in a strange, mysterious way, God has said the most amazing thing about us, <clears throat> that to him we're the most important person. <clears throat> and we know the thousands and millions of other people, <clears throat> but in, in, in our relationship with God, we need to come with that, with that aspect in that genre that he wants me to be here with him, when we pray, when we talk to him, when we sort of seek God's presence. He's so glad that you're there. He's singing for joy that you've come to talk to him. You know, he feels that his heart is beating. You know, I'm so glad you're here. The concept of who are we, really. Before we... Um, so they're the reasons why I've come to this, that we just want, I just want to explore a little bit about who we are. We can't cover the whole subject, but I just want to appreciate some of the things that we are. And we find one of these, and we kick off in, in 1 Peter 2. Um, and if you have a, <coughs> a means of reading <coughs> from the Bible, in 1 Peter 2, <coughs> I'm going to break in halfway or some way through the passage. This comes to us this morning in the form of a letter which was uh, written to Christians. In fact, to many Christians in different parts. And they were experiencing all sorts of problems and difficulties, struggling with their faith. When things break apart, you really begin to ask these questions. Who am I really? Families break apart and children are scattered here and there. They're asking that question, well, who am I really? Am I part of this family? Am I important? So verse 4 of 1 Peter 2. As you come to him, that's Jesus, this is coming from the Christian perspective, those who've received Jesus Christ as Savior. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And makes a quotation now from the Old Testament. For it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. I just want to take two of those words which apply to Jesus and say that applies to us too. He's chosen and precious and so are we. And I'll come back to that in a moment. Verse 7. So the honour is for you who believe. Do we count it an honour to believe in Jesus? It's the, most, it's the wisest thing that a good person do ever in this world. It's only a simple thing. But God says it's the, most, it's the wisest decision a person can make 
is to believe in Jesus. So the honor is for you who believe. But for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. In other words, in this building that God's building, that God's constructing, there's a cornerstone, and that is Jesus. And in a building, all the lines of the building come off of the cornerstone. So in a sense, as a church, as a person, our lines go back to him or taken from him. The whole construction is because of the cornerstone. Verse 8, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. There's some people who just can't understand Jesus and get their head around him. And some people are offended. We find that's happening in our country just at the moment. There is an offense out there about Jesus and about what Christians believe and what we believe. There's an offense out of there. So for, for, for many people, Jesus is actually something they stumble over and it's become an offense to them. But for us who believe, it's a different thing. Verse 9, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, <clears throat> a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's been our privilege this morning, to proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Verse 10, just to complete, once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Mercy. Now, I wanted to give that reading before we watch uh, this amazing video. He was and is and is to come because it helps us define who we really are. There's a verse in 1 John 4, verse 17, and it says this, and it's a little bit out of context because it's talking in the sense of God's love being declared in the world, but it says, as he is, as he is, so are we in him. As he is, so are we in him. You'll find another verse in the Bible which says, in Jesus Christ, the fullness of the Godhead was seen bodily. And the writer Paul goes on to say, and you have that fullness also. This video makes much of Jesus. It says to us, he was and is and is to come. Now just to take a few thoughts of scripture, as believers we are told we were chosen in him before the world began. He was. We were. We're not just now. We were. He was and is 
that means the whole of Jesus is in the present, not in the past. The whole of Jesus is power and majesty. The fullness of knowing him and the power of the Holy Spirit is now. And that can be our experience. Not in the past, but in the present. He was, he is, he is to come. And I think it's in Romans it says, the whole world is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. That's you and me. The whole world waiting for you and me to come out where we are. My, it's mind-blowing, isn't it? He was and is and is to come. Let's watch this video again. I think we might need a curtain or two drawn. Before air or light or spinning spheres, before laughter, shouting, joy or tears, before everything we've ever touched or held or stroked or tried to reach or thought to say or tried to teach, before oceans and creatures and soaring heights, before depths and mysteries and first wing flights, before anything that we now see and love or long for or want to be, before all the dreaming and inventions, before all the scheming and conventions, before all the cultures and the nations, all life's great and strange sensations, before everything we've seen and done, He was and is and is to come. Before the thought of you were here, before the first and great idea, before all empires grand with glory, before the first line of any story, before the rising of our sun and setting when its work is done, before the ancient works were started, before the sea and land were parted, before the buzzing of the creatures, before the points the compass reaches, before the skies were filled with waters, before the joy of sons and daughters, before the kisses of true lovers, before the nurture of good mothers, before all these were ever done. He was and is and is to come. Before all things, this one and three, with heart of love and will so free, with sovereign power and tender passion, stood alone and wisely fashioned earth's foundations in perfection. Mighty wisdom, keen selection, perfect words, perfectly spoken, he smashed it as the dawn was broken. Birds and beasts and swimming creatures, valleys, forests, stunning features, creation started, it was done. It was and is and is to come. Before your first and <gasps> gasping breath, your tiny little life and death, your triumphs and your dearest treasures, your coziest and nearest pleasures, your failings and your awkward stumblings, your mighty speeches and shameful mumblings, your choices made in foolish error, the moments of your purest terror, the things in life that mean so much, those things that seem so dear to touch, the things that mean so much, I said, so much to you in heart and head, before your tiny life and death, this time of yours, this wispy breath, 
all of your years and what they sung he was and is and is to come pause it's time for deep reflection before the night of your conception when seed and egg combined to make you when bodies entwined did create you whether it was love or lust violence or tender trust whether it was kind and caring or innocence destroyed not fair in any way you were conceived the eyes of him who always sees the heart of him who always knows the love of him that always flows the plan of him who has all sight the life of him who's always right the stamp of him who has all glory was pressed on you so that your story could be written with pure gold could be brought in from the cold this and this was done by him who was and is and is to come he towers over his creation he laughs at all the strength of nations he fills my heart with fascination he leads our lives to celebration he has a special eye for meek ones he has a tender touch for weak ones he faces down the proud and high he listens for the desperate cry he keeps his promises forever he does not leave in stormy weather no one else comes close to this he's better than your greatest wish all these things and more he's done who was and is and is to come and if it couldn't get much stranger he comes to us inside a manger get your head around that moment it's more than just a bizarre omen it was planned to help us see that his ways and ours they don't agree things we think are so darn great things that make us shout or quake he looks on just unimpressed he looks on with disinterest shepherds were the first to know shepherds people thought of low he came to low and humble folk angels glory songs no joke this is the way of the holy one who was and is and is to come he's the king of hearts the broken hearted the man of sorrows who won't be parted from his church the bride he treasures from whom his heart enjoys such pleasures she was who he had his eye on when willing for the cross to die on she was burning in his heart as nails and whips tore him apart she was the goal he was pursuing as he embraced near total ruin for her he fully poured his life out for her he wept and bled and cried out and as we stand and look on stunned he was and is and is to come and as the darkened skies were looming and as the jostling crowds found room in front of this forsaken godman to many no more than an odd man but as they stood before the cross as they stood before such loss as they stood and looked and wondered some concluded he's just blundered others busy self-defending cried out why can't yourself be mended one thief mocked and held abuse at the other said hey what's the use at pulling down this righteous figure we deserve this he's much bigger royalty that's what i'm seeing he's more than just a human being we deserve this he is pure i am filthy 
He's the cure. Jesus, please remember me when your kingdom you receive. Jesus, Jesus, don't forget me. Jesus, Jesus, please don't let me slip away into the darkness. Don't let the last word be my hardness. Remember me, majestic one. Remember me, oh God's great son. Jesus turned and looked with pity on this sight that was not pretty, on this man with now to offer who previously had been a scoffer. Today, my friend, we'll be in glory when all this madness quietens down and writing you into the story. They'll hear of you from town to town. From this point on, you are a son, said he who was and is and is to come. And as the crowds were looking on, there at the edge she stood, his mum. This blessed lady now caught up in mighty things, there was no stopping, but Jesus hanging saw her face, his mother's face, his mother's face, drawn and agonised with pain. Without him, how would she live again? He called to John, you see my mother? Right now she needs her son, my brother. Right now she needs to be adopted and you're the guy for you I've opted. Please now treat her like your mum. And mum, see John, he's now your son. Between you both, you can find strength. The road ahead is quite a length. If I know you've got each other, it'll help me, even as I suffer. This is how he rolls God's son, who was and is, and is to come. As the sky was dark with blackness, as his body hung in slackness, the temple curtain starts to rip, the darkness kingdom starts to flip. The ancient serpent feels the bruising on his head by Jesus wounding. The demon powers start their wailing in disbelief that Jesus nailing to the cross is their undoing. They knew that something big was brewing, but not as big as this to pay the debt that makes a brand new way for every tribe and tongue to walk through every old and young, to dance through every boy and girl, to sing through every dirty one, be cleansed through as Jesus lifted up a cry as he allowed himself to die. He cried out, my job is done. Here, my father, comes your son. The spirit realm was filled with blood red. The soldier standing by the cross said, surely this was God's own son who was and is and is to come. And what came next was very quiet. If you didn't know, you just passed by it. Jesus lay behind a rock. Disappointment fit to drop. Tired, exhausted, those who'd followed, hopes and dreams turned out so hollow. What could there be now for them? But bitter memories end to end. Nostalgia maybe, nothing more. Underlining just how poor they were without him gone. Their master may life fly away just faster. There's nothing now worth living for. In his eyes, they had seen more. The more their souls they knew were made for, the more their deepest depths they craved for. In his eyes, they'd seen it there. In his eyes, they dreamed and dared. But behind the silent stone, something else was going on. Ever tried stopping life from living or telling grace? Or you, stop giving or keeping love away from kissing or stopping parted lovers missing? If these things just cannot be done, how could death keep the king, the son, the word of life from walking freely from its grasp. This thing was easy. Up we get, that's it, job done. He was and is and is to come.
after 40 days of visits of causing folks to think, hmm, is it? After proving beyond doubt, yes it is, you're free to shout and sing and dance, it's really me. Yes, dance and sing, you're now set free. Tell the world your saviour's living. The cross, it really was me giving hope and life to all who trust. Truth and peace, yes, these things must be shouted out in every nation. The glad tidings of salvation after these great 40 days, there came the moment to part ways, but not before he made the vow. I'm with you here and with you now, but also with you when I go, also with you tomorrow and the next day. And after that, this is true, this is fact. I am with you till this is done, said he who was and is and is to come. So comfort, comfort, one and all. Comfort to the great and small. Comfort from the King of glory. Comfort in your messy story. Comfort from the rock of ages. Comfort when the battle rages. Comfort from the Lord of wonder. Comfort from his voice of thunder. Comfort from the songs of angels. Comfort in the trials and dangers. Comfort from the only one who was and is and is to come. And healing in your wounds and failings. Healing in your cries and wailings. Healing in your silent musings. Healing for your foolish choosings. Healing by the Lord your healer. Healing from all the wicked stealers tried to rub into your pain and tried to make you live again and tried to kill you by repeating lies on lies on lies so eating you up from the inside, killing all your hope of ever feeling his forgiveness and his lightness, his redemption and his brightness. Yes, healing now to you, my friend, healing from the King who'll send all the power you'll ever need, all the love so you can feed on all the good stuff from his throne. You're welcomed in, you're welcomed home. Healing flows from God's good son who was and is and is to come. And as we ponder what will happen tomorrow and then through the years, we realize there is no map and there's so much both far and near, so much over the horizon, so much that we just don't know, so much we can't get our eyes on, so much that our minds could blow. But there is one thing we can settle, one thing we can know for sure. He's above it, he is with us, we can trust him. He is more, he is more than we imagine. He is more than we could dream. He is more than we could hope. This fountain, river, cleansing stream. He will come again in power. He will raise us from the dead. Every eye will see his splendor. Faithful are these words he said so we can rest our weight upon them. We can give our lives for this. We can daily offer up the pain, the mess, the joy, the bliss, because we're the ones been found by Jesus. We've been chosen by the Son. Yes, we are in awe of Him who was and is and is to come. Appropriate, isn't it? Wonderful. Amazing. That's a message in itself, isn't it? The eyes of him who always sees, the heart of him who always knows, the love of him that always flows, the plan of him 
who has all sight, the life of him who is always right, the stamp of him who has all glory, was pressed on you so that your story could be written with pure gold. You know, I'm going to finish there.